Welcome to track number three of Life in the Church. Do it. I mean, look at how decent Pearl looks. And Emmanuel, all dressed up nicely. You have to take off your clothes. Say, lie down like this. Then turn around this way. Okay, jump here. Okay, stoop this way. And they'll be giving you instruction. Faster, faster, faster. <laughs> You ask yourself, am I a dog? What am I? Am I a dog? <laughs> so, hey, and you sometimes, you see the Bible says, the woman who, who for daintiness wouldn't put the, let the sole of her foot tread on the ground. You know, the Bible describes her like a dainty woman, you know, really queen, you know. Neither. Queen. Queen. Sister Queen, if you are going to have a baby, you got to do the do. <laughs> you got to do the do. So Emmanuel and Pell, you got to do the do. If you're going to have a baby. You can't have a baby by just sitting by each other. And you, you, you need to be humble. You need to be humble. You need to open your legs. Oh yeah. You may not want to hear that, but I'm saying it. <laughs> oh, I'm talking about it, brother. I appreciate it. There's nothing new. And all of you who are pretending to be holy, whatever. I know all of you. One day, Pastor Richard came to stay in my house. (laughs) Should I preach on brother? (laughs) Then, then in the morning, you know, he came with his wife and was in my guest house and the morning I said, I told him, Pastor Richard, it wasn't easy. And I, I told him, you know, we have the video, you know, from the camera in the room with he and his wife. It wasn't. He, he almost fainted. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and we started to tell him, you know. In fact, then we told him, "You look very quiet." But in fact, it wasn't easy. With the video, he was so scared. Up to now, he's not sure whether I have the video or I don't have the video. Because <laughs> you know, there are some cameras that are like buttons. You just put it there. And you see people that are very, when you talk to them, say, yes, no, pardon? All right, I'm coming. Just, yeah, okay. 
Pardon? All right. Okay. You see, they've broken down to humility. All high heels are off. Clothes are off. Things are thrown away. You wonder whether the person is a jumping jackass or a, a gymnastic acrobat. Now listen. If you are going to do anything with God, you've got to humble yourself. Pride will never help you. Pride, pride, pride. You'll be so big. As I'm preaching, you can't receive. As I'm preaching, you, you'll be insulting me in your head. And you'll be thinking, oh, what does he think? Wow, wow. But you've got to be humble. There's a lot of pride in Switzerland. And if you don't take care, that pride is a spirit. It will come onto you. And pride comes because of what you have, who you are, where you are, and how secure you feel. Sometimes I'm doing miracles. So we want to have a powerful miracle service in Switzerland. How, how many think that's a good idea? And I tell you, Amen. I tell you something. I tell you something. Sometimes people who haven't seen any problems, like one day I was, there, was, there was a sister, she was saying that, you know, as a bishop, whenever he's preaching and he says, I see God giving you a house, I see, I see this, I see this, I see that. She said, I don't enjoy, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't receive any house, I don't think about any, I don't need any house, I don't need, because everything was okay with her life. Then suddenly things changed. And she said that then when I open my mouth, I say, I see you receive. She jump, I receive it. I, I believe it. I, say, I, I receive it. Some people, they haven't had a need before. And sometimes it's a need which humbles you. Sometimes a sickness brings you, humbles you. And you realize that hey, you are just a normal person. That's why Desmond Tutu said, everybody should have a terminal illness. You become very humble. Your arguments will go down. Your quarrels will stop. One day one of our pastors died. It was a very sad thing. I've not seen a sadder event than that in my life probably. And when he was, we left the hospital. And around 4 a.m. or so, the, the ambulance came. We were, waiting for the, we were waiting for the ambulance to take his body to the mortuary. So around 4 a.m., you, know, you have to go and see the family family have to come and see the body before you take it to the mortuary. That's a, a rule that they have. The formality. One of the formalities. So around 4, Pastor Eddie was there. So then they came and said the ambulance had come. So they were coming for the body. So when he went outside, he said, where is the ambulance? He said, this is the ambulance. It was a pickup. You know, a pickup. Open back pickup. Then they took the body. There's somebody who was who walked yesterday, 24 hours ago, he was alive and walking. They threw him into the back of the. So what is this? And then the mortuary man who had come for him, the clerk, he said, "Me, that is why I don't quarrel with anybody. Said, what, I have, what I have seen, I don't quarrel with anybody. What I see here, I don't argue with people. I don't quarrel. What I have seen, a normal person, they've thrown him into the pickup." Humility, the kind of everybody who gets offended. A lot of you here, you get offended. And I didn't like the way, I didn't like the way Pastor Robert spoke to his wife. I, I didn't like the way he spoke when his wife was interpreting and he, he was correcting her. 
didn't like the way the pastor spoke about money. I didn't like it. It's, it's too long. We're preaching too much about, about money. Why is all this thing about tithes? I don't, I don't, I don't think that, I don't think that, I think the church has, has, has changed. I don't like, I don't, I don't like the way that there seem to be so many pastors in the church. Ah, I don't like, we don't seem to have enough pastors of uh, different whatever. Ah, I don't like, I don't like, I, I don't see why, I don't know why. Ah, 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 I, I didn't, uh, at, the, at the rehearsal, this happened, I didn't like that, and I don't want that, and I didn't like that, and at the meeting, and this one spoke, and that said, and that, oh man, you know, the offenses are a symptom of your pride. Gentlemen, I want you to take your chairs and go and sit on stage. The front row, all of you, just go up, sit on stage. Just enjoy yourself on stage. I, you know where? This is where I learned that when you are offended it's a symptom of your pride i learned it at a crusade that we had for yongi cho these are all the big shots big pastors chief priests the pharisees <laughs> when we had our program with yongi cho yongi cho came to ghana i was very surprised at many of the things that happened we made our stage for the pastors and there were so many pastors and so many people we had to make two stages people sit here people sit there and so on so all the important pastors the big pastors we invited all of them come to our come to the crusade we reserved seats for them and everything all the big known ones and all the sometimes they are not big but they are loud we put all of them over there as pastors they should all sit there. Then, some of them would come at different times. And at the end of the crusade, I thought we had done everything right. Then I met a pastor. He said, Well, there were certain things that we were not very, this in um, one or two things we were not very happy about. But um, anyway, when I see you, then I heard them complaining about this, about that. One of them said, when he came, we did not introduce them. We did not introduce Meanwhile, we had given them seats. Some were not happy that they were not on the first row. Some wanted to be on the second row. Then there was a second stage. A first stage, a second stage, a first row, a second row, a third row. So, you know, before the crusades, I was saying, let's not have any chair at all. Only young should sit on the stage. You wouldn't be surprised at the number of different people who were offended on this thing. And the Lord told me, He said to me, if an ordinary person like uh, Akos come, Akos comes to church, and she comes, and uh, she comes to come from the back for the crusade. And then, Irene, you are the usher. Meet her. And uh, escort her to the stage. Escort her to the stage. 
powerful. She's taking her to the stage. Wonderful to sit amongst the people. Big shots. Very good. Now Irene, come back. Yeah, God bless you. Now Irene, come back. Now, I want another uh, person to come to the program. Mama, come. Come to the program. Irene, go and usher her. But usher her to sit uh, here. I should have to sit here. <laughs> now, thank you. You've done your work. Now, are you offended? Have we done anything wrong to you? No. Were you expecting to sit on the stage? No. Are you a pastor? I'm not a pastor. So you were not. I, I don't. I don't even want to sit there. You don't even want to sit there. You are okay where you are, isn't it? Because you don't think of yourself as a great whatever, isn't it? So it's not a problem when we put you there, isn't it? But uh, uh, you, come, go to the back. Now this is one of the pastors. He's one of the, and you see from his size, he's a very a mega pastor. Come, come to church. Irene, meet him and... Uh, Take him to the side over there. Down there, to the corner there. Is he offended? Why is he offended? Because he's a mega pastor, isn't it? And we haven't made him feel very, what do you call it? So he's conscious of who he is. But she is not conscious of anything. She doesn't see herself as, she doesn't see herself as. And I realize that you become offended because you see yourself as something. And you are being treated in a way that you feel that the way who you are is not that way you should be treated. And I began to see that offense is often as a result of pride. And that is why there's so many offenses in Geneva, Zurich, and other places. It's because of who we think we are. How dare he talk to me like that? Does he know who I am? How dare she speak that way? How dare they put me in such a room? How dare they put me, let me sit on a chair in the same chair as all of us? How dare they pray for me? Do they know who I am to pray for me? Lay hands on somebody like me. But of course here, how do you feel about sitting among all these guys? Very nervous very nervous are you privileged yep she's privileged that is all that she feels if, if it happens that she's there praise the lord but if it happens that you are you feel bad if you went back to your seat kindly go back to your real position please she'll not feel offended because she doesn't see herself as anything what do you call it so it is important for you in your homes in your homes in your places don't expect of yourself that I am this so nobody should talk to me like that and somebody talk to you and they say am I your maid am I your maid you see then the wife is really I am a queen I'm this and, and you can't talk to me like that so then we start the conflict the Bible says only by pride cometh contention only by pride there's never there is there conflict unless there's pride 
Who am I? You are nothing. I said you are nothing. Capital N-O-T-H-I-N-G. Nothing. All of us are nothing. Nothing at all. See yourself as nothing. Take the back seat. Bible says the Pharisees, they love the uppermost seats. The chief places. They love to be called rabbi. General overseer, you love such titles. <laughs> you love such titles. You are the current general overseer. You love such titles. You love reverence and, and to be called this and that and that and that. But the higher you go in the Lord, they may rather call you sinner, sinner Richard rather than Pastor Richard. And you'll be okay. What does he mean by calling my name and, and using me as an example? Does he not have any self-respect for my... I'm sorry for using a queen or a, a big important person like you. I didn't know I had gone to such a level to take somebody like you and mention your name when I'm preaching and use you as an example. I'm, I apologize. Next time I will not take a, a king like you or a princess like you. I will not, I will not reduce you. I, I didn't know you were so great. Oh yeah. There are people I preach and I mention their name and it's become a problem. It's become a problem. They don't enjoy it. They don't appreciate it. <laughs> when he was talking about fornication, he was standing by me. <laughs> it's not a plan. I'm just standing by you. <laughs> He was looking at my face. He mentioned me three times, so he knows. Just take it, I'm nothing. I'm nobody. I'm nothing. I'm no. It's the best way to think. I am nothing. I am nobody. I am nothing. I am nobody. I am nothing. I am nobody. Recently, somebody wrote about me in the newspapers. It wasn't easy, I tell you. I was in the office. I had a phone call from my lawyer. He said, have you seen the paper? I said, what paper? And I said, I have not seen it. He said, in fact, it was very I said, oh, I'm not here. I said, then he said, I'm sending you a fax of it. I want to sort the guy out. He, on his own accord, I didn't, I didn't even know. He, my lawyer said he wants to sort the man out. Very big lawyer in Accra. So he sent the thing, and then I saw the title of the thing was, He would mill the Pharisee. Hey, and the editorial, only me. This guy is this and that and that and that. And they faced me and faced me. Ah! They went as far as talking about my voice, my English language, my this, offerings, this. Oh, they said I'm an extortioner. I can take people, I can take him to, ch- to court. When I saw I knelt down, I said, Lord, for me to be insulted because of Christ. Have you been insulted like that before of Christ? You are not in my class then. I'm hired to be brought down. <laughs> To be brought down like that, our God has honored me. The beloved of the person happened even to be in our church. It was so disturbed. People were ringing. I said, I said we, we should take the thing to court. We should address because it was so bad that it was out. Even editors, other newspapers were complaining about it that this is unethical. And they said, I should take it. My mother in law said, I, I said, 
It's an honor for me. Somebody has insulted me because of Christ. It's an honor. I should go and argue that what? I said my voice is this or my this is that. It's okay. Take it to be true. Amen. God knows. Take it to be true. If that is how you feel about it. It's an honor. I mean, I don't feel, eh, how? My reputation. I don't have a reputation. I don't have a reputation. I don't have anything. I don't have anything. I don't have anything. Oh, I don't want anybody to think that. It doesn't matter if they think. Let them think. It's okay. It's okay. It doesn't matter. After all, I'm nothing. It's, it's, uh, if, it's, if I'm something that it's worrying me, I don't want people, to, I don't want anybody to decide. I'm taking the guy to court and warning and they told me he will write again. He will write again. If you don't this, you have to this and that and that. They are spoiling your image. I said, it's all this image. I don't have some. I don't have one. I don't have an image. I will not quarrel with you. Take it that all the things you say are true. Yeah. Jesus, the Bible says he, he, he took upon himself the form of a man. He set aside his reputation. Became of no reputation. So be nothing. So when you go to the program and they put you at the back, go to the back seat and see. Go. If you come, you come to Switzerland, no, nobody knows. Nobody even knows that this guy is a general overseer. Nobody knows his rank, his wife, his child, all his things. Nobody knows. You are nothing. And it's true, you are nothing. With your whatever and whatever, it's nothing. Just sit at the back. Pastor Tu, just go to the back. You are nothing. Just somebody put you at the The usher thought you were nothing. And it's true, it's true, you are nothing. Just go to the back. It's don't have to be a pastor jimmy rush to the back there's nothing wrong i mean don't take your bible don't think you are any important person i don't even don't think you are anything just it's nothing ah. what i the disciples were arguing who is going to be the greatest jesus said the greatest is the one who sees himself as nothing a child doesn't think of it. Hey, why don't they let me sit in the front? I must be. I must be this on the. No, a child doesn't think. A child wants to play. A child wants to see. A child is happy. I've come to see. Humility means I can't be offended. You can't be offended. You can't. I may preach, and you will not like it. What does he mean? Yeah, I don't mean anything. Just don't be offended. Humility means I can't. Because you can't offend a nobody. Where is Abraham? Is he there? Abraham. Abraham, come. Ah, he's not coming. <laughs> I will do so many things so you see that he's not offended. Because he's like a child. I will say so many things to him. He will never be offended. In fact, I will say he can hear now. Huh? Abraham, you, 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 you are, you are, your face is like a watermelon. <laughs> your, your mouth is like a mango. He's not responding. Afterwards, I'll give him a toffee and he'll be happy. Because he doesn't think about it. I said, I, you, you are not taking your rank in the ministry. No, he doesn't understand what is rank in the ministry. No, no, no. They insulted you. But you are nothing. And some of you, you know, you know why you can't do with God's work? Because you can't do things that people think bad things about you. Because what I'm doing here is very prone. In fact, the first day I walked into Zurich to start a church, I went with Brother Charles Bannerman to somebody's house. As soon as we left the house, we witnessed, we led the guy to Christ. He told his wife, this man is looking for money. 
That was, a, that was what he told his wife. He said, the man is looking for money. That's the first thing. And in Geneva, I've been accused of this. I recently heard that I have a house by the lake. I have bought a house there by Roger Moore's house. Isn't it? Roger Moore has a house there. And the person said, they are guaranteeing, they are sure about the uh, thing. The guy is half Swiss, half Ghanaian. He has he's a bishop. He has churches all over. And they are very sure. And the, the sources are so accurate. I own a house by the lake of Geneva. Oh, yeah. Recently, I heard I own a house. I've, I've, not, I've not yet been introduced to my house. Yeah, I should ask them for the key now. I need the key, please. So, I once had a pastor who came and walked around in Geneva telling the people, I am a thief. I've stolen uh, this amount of money. I've done this. Years ago, there are pastors in Geneva who think that, that of me. So, so be a lot. If I have to be a thief and it, I'm saying, that is, that is me. I'm nothing anyway. I'm not, I'm not going to, I don't want, and you, you can't be a, you can't even take offerings because of your self-image. You don't want people to think this or that. You don't want to stand up and talk to somebody in the street and tell the person about Christ and the person, are you crazy? And they walk up. You don't want, you don't want to be humble. To bear fruit, a, a lot of humility. A lot of humility. If you don't want it, it's not going to happen. So stand in the church and there are just four people and you are preaching to them. If you don't want to do it, you will never have 100 people. I say you will never have 100 if you are not prepared to stand. Oh, pastor, if you put me in charge of uh, the church in uh, Zurich and uh, we know we are coming, uh, I think I can uh, this in, uh, be very happy. No, it's not going to happen like that. Nobody's going to put you there. Nobody's going to put you there. I have stood in little rooms. You can ask Pastor Richard. When I started the church in London, six people, three people, nine people, eight people, and we're there preachers. It's a church. That's it. It looks I look stupid. You don't want to look stupid, then you can't be barefoot. And I don't want to look stupid lying in front of this man, opening my legs and so I mean, what is this kind of what nonsense? Come on, get her. Yeah, then you can't have a baby. I'm sorry. What nonsense? Ah, take off my clothes and lie there. And just, am I a dizzy? They say I should do that. The man is jumping on me. He's smelling and sweating. Ah, yeah, then you can't have a baby. Yeah. If you don't want to do those things, you can. You sit in one room for a long time and you'll be saying, and you are praying. What is that? What is this? Oh, you can't. Then you can't. You can't bear fruit. It takes humility to kneel down and pray. It takes humility to join. It takes humility to be part of something that you are just a part of. Amen. Without humility, you are going nowhere in Switzerland. And let me tell you, don't let anything you are or you have deceive you. All of us are nobodies. Nothings. Amen. And as soon as you get to know that, the better it will be for you. By the time they finish with Jesus, finish with Jesus in society, 
that he has broken the temple said he's not paying tax said his people don't fast said his people are breaking the law they said he was blaspheming they said he was trying to overthrow the Roman government he just kept quiet and they finished him off you want to work for him you want to follow Christ welcome welcome Sammy welcome Samuel welcome welcome to the job welcome I said welcome I said welcome you want to you want to welcome I welcome you to a life of being nobody being nobody I welcome you you want to be full time in the ministry everybody will look at you and say everything you have stand up everything you have this from the church this is from the church your pants are from the church your shoes everything is from the offering this is like you have you have no sense of self worth or pride yeah are you ready <laughs> are you ready yes. <laughs> you preach and everybody looking at you with three eyes are you ready are you ready to be nothing are you ready to marry take off your clothes turn around open your legs do this jump up and are you ready for that you you're ready okay then let's go you can have children then I can go for artificial whatever test tube baby I don't want to go through all that and I'm going to have an artificial whatever even the artificial one you have to go to the hospital and that one is even they'll put your legs in stirrups like this you'll be hanging there like that and they'll be doing all sorts of things with you with about seven people around moving around and putting things in and out all over the place (laughs) it may have been better in the room there just being humble (laughs) tell three people be humble be humble be humble be humble all right sit down luke 18 you see my big shots on stage they don't even want to come down they are so happy with their new position Verse 9. And he spake this parable unto certain which trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Two men went up into the temple to pray, the one a Pharisee and the other a publican. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are, extortionists, unjust adulteress or even as this publican verse 12 i fast twice in the week i give of all that i possess and the publican standing afar off would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven but smote upon his breast saying oh god be merciful to me a sinner that must be your attitude i said that must be your attitude I tell you, verse 14, I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. 
For everyone that exalted himself shall be abased. And he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. Underline that part. He that humbleth himself shall be exalted. He that humbleth himself shall be exalted. Everyone that exalted himself shall be humbled. Humble yourself, God will lift you up. Humble yourself and go witnessing. Oh yes, an executive like me from my office cannot go on the street witnessing. That is why you will never be exalted by God. A big man like you can never do certain things. That is why you will not be exalted by God. Be nothing. These days I enjoy even working. You know, young people are so happy to do the work of God. They do anything. They go on the street. Sometimes we get to a point where it's like it is below me. Humble yourself. Humble yourself. I said humble yourself. I said humble yourself. I said humble yourself. Humble yourself. Humble yourself. Humble yourself. Humble yourself. Don't be offended. Do not be offended. Tell yourself, I cannot be offended. Nothing can offend me in this place anymore. Nothing that anybody says. If anybody does this or anything, it cannot offend me. You see, Pastor Robert, come. You guys can come. Come, come, come down, come down. I'll tell you, I'll show you something. You see, Pastor Robert, I'm sending Pastor Robert out of Switzerland soon. Pastor Robert has been here for years. For 10 years, he's been here. He came from Brussels. Many times, the way Pastor Robert naturally goes about some of the things that he does. There are many times that some people have been offended with Pastor Robert, just as people have been offended with me. And I've watched over the years as I've seen, and I've often seen this as a test for individuals. And you see, if you are humble, whatever he does or says would not offend you. Or even if it offends you, you'll get over it fast. And I've watched and I've seen. Anybody who is offended with him is offended with me. So people who think that, oh, they come and it's like, oh, you know, it's Pastor Robert, oh, but Bishop, you know, Bishop is the one we, you know, we easily, whatever. He's the man. You are deceiving yourself. I've watched all through the years and I've come to that principle cannot be broken. He that received the one that I have sent receives the one who sent him. And I've come to see that when you are humble, whatever Pastor Robert can do or will do would not offend you. There are things that Pastor Robert have done that could offend me. One day he came to... Uh, <laughs> Let me tell them because I think they, 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 they don't understand. One day, Pastor Robert came around. He came to Ghana and then I blessed him. I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that one. No, let me tell them. It's nothing. I just gave him something. I said, oh, this is for you. You know, whilst you have some years ago. Then, he just packed it. And then, the next day or so, he gave it back to me. 
that you know <laughs> that he's sowing a seed in my life <laughs> that he's sowing a seed in my life meanwhile the, the, i had given him what he was giving me the day before that you know as he's around in a cry i should use it to move around and so on the next day he made envelopes and he gave this i'm sowing a seed in your life i'm sowing a seed in your life and he just gave it back straight away like that you know i could have been of, i could have been offended in fact i, I felt it i just said my brother it's not correct at all what you are doing is not good at all <laughs> it is offensive to me i don't I appreciate it i don't enjoy it and but he's one of the if you know his heart he's one of the best people that you would ever get to do anything for you or for the lord oh, yeah. and so as the years have gone by and you see that's what i'm trying to say that it is if if i'm present what does he mean i mean what do you mean what do you mean you've come i've given you whatever then you just put it in another envelope and give the thing back i mean what do you mean what do you, i mean you see we are going this pride is like um something and all through the i've watched as the years have gone by different experiences this was a i'm a friend of the, the way this didn't talk to me the way this is, oh yeah it's all part of the test to show what is in you that it brings out what is in you and i've watched i said that look if you are offended with him you are offended with me if you read you reject him you reject me it is a standard principle and and anybody else who is here is the same if i put the person there you reject the person you reject me only that you haven't seen me to quarrel with me i was not there for you to quarrel but if i was there you would quarrel with me in the same way let us be humble as we are humble I just said to myself, oh, I mean, what is this? I said, look, you can't, it's not right, it's not the right way to do things. But there's a way, there's a certain humility that must be, and it's that pride that makes so many people, so many people have come to the church in Geneva and offended that they've left. One day I, I put my brother, I didn't know that, even know that he was a refugee or he was a whatever, and I said, oh, refugees, God is helping the refugees or something, something. And I didn't know the guy was, I didn't know whether it was a refugee, Mary, remember that guy was a refugee or I don't know what. I well, he went off like a bullet <laughs> offended about the preaching offended about this offended about that offended about so many things if you are humble i tell you because the, the pastors god is going to give to you including you becoming a pastor are not perfect you don't know much you don't even know how to handle people you don't know you don't know the complexities you are offended with that he should have done this first or when my this didn't happen i was a husband he didn't come and then and so this and that take it to yourself that you are not important and that's why he didn't come and that only important people are visited so just take, take it to yourself that you are not an important person and come down in your estimation of yourself that i'm not i'm not an important i'm nothing and i, I don't deserve even to be visited Yesterday, some shepherds, pastors and shepherds from Zurich, they came and they gave me a present. And I said, I'm not worthy. I'm not thinking about this. I don't, I don't deserve all these things. You can ask Pastor Robert. When I got into the room, I knelt down. I said, God, forgive me for my sins. And I'm not worthy. What are all these things? That's how I feel. 
Maybe you feel you are some great something. God hasn't revealed himself to you yet. That is why you are always getting annoyed. <laughs> you should rather be like Akos who was sitting on the stage. It's like, I'm feeling nervous here. <laughs> I'm feeling nervous with all these blessings and all these gifts and all these kind of people are saying, I, I don't, I, I don't, uh, I'm not happy. I'm, uh, I'm not enjoying it. I feel nervous. You should feel nervous. You should feel nervous. You should feel nervous. Take it that you are happy. Why didn't they come? Eh, Bishop doesn't call me. Uh, why don't I? I just, if you take it, I'm nothing. And I'm, they, they don't call nothings. Take it that way. Just take it. It's best. And then you, you just become very cool. And, you're more, and then when God lifts you, he, you just take it. But rather, you start to get offended. And that's what Satan is looking for. The Bible says it is impossible that the offenses should come. They must come. They, you will be offended. I promise you. If I mark it now, Bishop says you will be offended. You can watch the rest of the year and next year. There will be reasons for you to leave a church, for you to be annoyed, for you to do that, for you to say this, for you, why didn't this? Why didn't that? Why didn't they do this? Why did that happen? Why did this? this? Why did he say that? Why didn't he say that? Why did they do that? Why this? Why that? Why? Why? What is wrong with you? It's pride. Pride makes people offended. Pride makes you not be able to stay married. Pride makes you break up and say, I can't take this anymore. I've had enough. I'm getting out of here. Stupid man. Foolish. I can't take it. Yeah. It's pride. It's pride. Because it's like somebody as good as you. Eh? Somebody as good as you. And look at how this woman is behaving. When there are 200 people ready to marry me in the church at any time. It's pride. You think yourself, I mean, look at somebody like me. I'm so good and I mean, people want me. And look at, look at, look at, look, 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 look at you lying there like a dead cadaver body. And you are a wawa board or a, 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 a furniture lying, lying there. Humility. Humility. And as you grow, you don't quarrel. You don't quarrel. Anything that happens, you always think of yourself as the one who is not correct. <laughs> yeah. When I first married with my wife, I could write letters to her to be pointing out various. I said, look, this thing must die. This thing is not good. This thing must die. I'm killing this. I'm killing it. Now I don't kill anything. I just move along. <laughs> I'm just moving. <laughs> <laughs> I just take it. I just take it. That, 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 that's it. That's how it is. Yeah. One day I saw a letter that I had written to my wife some years ago, and I look. I began to laugh. I said, hey, I had a lot of problems. Oh. <laughs> and you realize that a certain voice, like you, you, you want this must go. This must die. This thing. Listen, it cannot stay in this house with me as long as I'm the Lord of it. Oh, you are nothing. Shut up shut your mouth and just accept things and flow because you yourself i was talking to one lady she was saying sure no i'm not sure i'm not sure whether i want to marry because you see the man he said i said look there are a lot of bad things about you <laughs> when the guy marries you now he will not be happy about a lot of things <laughs> you know that you are complaining there's so many things about you in the way you talk, your temper, you don't know how to cook, you are some way, you are this, and they are going to marry you still. You won't be humble and just move along. And still they've married you and they are marrying you still. <laughs> you are still arguing. 
humility will just make you say, you mean uh, I'm not even worthy. I'm in this position where I'm here and I'm now going to be annoyed. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. Some people, they come and sit in church and they say to themselves, you are lucky that I came. You are lucky that I came. You are lucky that I came to church. You are lucky. The pastor is lucky. You are fortunate that you are not in the mortuary. And you are in the church. You are fortunate that you've had a chance to come to church. Tell three people, I'm humble. I'm humble. I'm humble from today. Tell the person, I can be humble. Now. Now let me, let me, let me tell you something. Now let me tell you something. I want to give you a key. How many want a key to humility? I'm going to give you a very great key to humility. One of the great keys to humility is you can humble yourself in prayer. When you are praying, be humble. Speak with humility. Be like the second guy who stood afar off. You see, his position even in the church, he stood afar off. Have you noticed? He didn't want to go up. (laughs) He stood afar off. And he said, have mercy on me. You can pray prayers that will help you in humility. Amen. You can pray prayers that will help you in humility. Joseph, when you pray, even <laughs> kneel down and then pray for forgiveness for Joseph. For the sins of Joseph. For mercy for your children. Pray to God to forgive you. Because if God just starts to count things now, <laughs> do you understand, Joseph? If God starts to count things, ooh, I don't like it. I don't like it. You will not be happy. Amen. So like this man, come to the Lord. Turn with me to Daniel. The book of Daniel. Daniel chapter 7. Are you there? Are you in chapter 9? Huh? Are you there? Okay. Notice verse 3. This is the great prophet. How many remember that Daniel was told, you are a man greatly beloved of God? Is that not so? Okay. Then, notice verse 3. He said, I set my face unto the Lord God to seek by prayer and supplication with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. And I prayed unto the Lord my God and I made my confession. Everybody say, I made my confession. And I said, O Lord, the great and dreadful God, keeping covenant. Verse 5. We have sinned. Who has sinned? They have sinned. We have sinned. And have committed iniquity. This is the man who God said, I greatly beloved. Have done iniquity. Have rebelled. Right now, if I call you and I tell you, you are a rebel. 
you have a rebellious spirit most of you will be annoyed so since you don't want anybody to tell you you say it yourself and tell God amen verse 6 neither have we hearkened unto thy servants the prophets verse 7 O Lord righteousness belongeth unto thee but unto us confusion of faces as at this day verse 8 O Lord to us belongeth confusion of face to our kings to our princes to our fathers because we have sinned against thee verse 9 to the Lord our God belong mercies and forgiveness though we have rebelled against him verse 10 neither you see how he's praying this is a holy pastor a holy particular how he prays about himself when this mind is in you when people quarrel with you you will not quarrel with them i tell you verse 10 neither have we obeyed the voice of the lord our god which is the fact nobody has fully obeyed god except jesus if you read the final quest rick Joyner said he said that nobody even paul did not fully fulfill his ministry none of us have fully obeyed god even if you think so none of us have fully obeyed you may think you are obeyed but i don't think i fully obeyed god I, i'm always praying to know what 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 I, as i'm even here am i supposed to be here am i supposed to be preaching at this camp should, should i be back in accra should i be somewhere else am i obeying god fully i'm not sure that's why i kneel and i i, I pray for mercy huh. If God reveals himself to you, 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 that's why, you see, there's a certain humility that reduces the level of offenses and quarrels and arguments because everybody is not sure. I say everybody is not sure of himself. Everybody is really waiting, wondering whether he's really so pleasing to God or not and having that humble type of face towards God. Nobody knows everything. Nobody knows. If somebody leaves my church, I don't know whether it's the right thing or it's not the right thing. I leave it to God and to time. I can't judge anybody. If somebody wants to join the church, that is up to him. I don't know everything. I can't judge, I can't judge things. I, I'll just leave it to God and to time. Nobody knows. We all don't know. We always pray. That's why I said pray this way. Pray. We have sinned. We have rebelled. We have been heard. We have been obeyed. Lord, help all of us. Help us, Lord. Help us. Help us. How we need your help and your mercy. When I read that book, the final book, I was so shocked and so surprised. You become, you come to discover that, look, you may think, oh, I've given a lot of money to the church, but God will prove to you that you are the worst of givers. Because he expected you to give more. Amen. Are you, are you learning something today? Where, what verse were we on? Verse 10. Neither have we obeyed the voice of the Lord our God to walk in His laws. Yea, all Israel have transgressed thy law even by departing that they might not obey thy voice. Therefore the curse is poured upon us. Amen. Verse 15. 
And now, O Lord God, that has brought thy people forth out of the land of Egypt with a mighty hand. Hallelujah. With a mighty hand. With a mighty hand. With a mighty hand. And has gotten thee renowned as at this day we have sinned. We have done wickedly. Verse 16. O Lord, according to all thy righteousness, I beseech thee, let thine anger and thy fury be turned away from thy city, thy holy mountain, because of our sins. For the iniquities of our father. Verse 17. Can we take the babies that are disturbed? I think maybe they want to eat lunch, isn't it? Yeah, because we are not breaking for lunch. So if the babies are, it's lunch time, maybe the babies can go for lunch. Whilst we continue. Alright? You are blessed. Or you want to eat lunch? Yeah. We are not having lunch. We are continuing. We will have dinner. We just have four hours and then we have to close. All right? Just four hours more. (laughs) Tomorrow is the end of the camp. Very short. We came yesterday. Tomorrow is gone. So, vapor. (laughs) Hallelujah. Are you learning the humility? Are you learning the humility with me today? Never point your finger and condemn somebody. It's because of arrogance and pride that you point. If you see somebody committing fornication, becoming pregnant with somebody, because you see the pastors, some were saying hundreds of times, some were saying, you don't know. Flashes. Others are having flashes. They throughout as I'm preaching, some are having sex. This is an unfortunate thought. I don't appreciate it. Tell somebody I don't enjoy that type of thought. Notice verse 16. Oh Lord, according to all thy righteousness, I beseech thee, let thy anger and thy fury. Verse 17. Now therefore, our God, hear the prayer. Verse 18. Oh my God, incline thine ear. Open thine eyes and behold our desolations. Verse 19. Oh Lord, hear. Oh Lord, forgive. Oh Lord, hearken and do. Defend not for thine own sake. Oh my God, for thy city and thy people which are called by thy name. Oh, oh, look at the man praying. Uh, is that how you pray? Oh, he said, Father, in the name of Jesus, I declare and I open the gates of heaven and I declare victory. That's how we pray. I command thee the hand of God. I, I command the Spirit of God to move over. You see, this is our type of prayer. <laughs> I don't think we understand what we are doing. <laughs> I don't think we understand what we are doing. I don't think we understand what we are doing. I don't think we understand what we are doing. <laughs> I don't think we understand. Yeah, please. All noises from babies. Please. I think all noises from babies. I think it's lunch time, so take them for lunch, please. You are blessed. All right. What's the next one? Where are we? Where are we? Where are we? 20. Huh. And whilst I was speaking huh, and praying, and confessing my sin 
and the sin of my people and Israel and presenting my supplication before the Lord my God for the holy mountain of God. Yea, whilst I was speaking in prayer, even the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, he touched me. Amen. Look, go to chapter 10. Let me show you something also about prayer. Chapter 10. Daniel chapter 10. We were in chapter 9. Now we are in chapter 10. In the third year of Cyrus, verse 2, in those days, I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. He was fasting. I ate no pleasant bread. This is a man of fasting, so not he wasn't fooling around. I ate no pleasant bread. Neither came flesh nor wine in my mouth. Neither did I anoint myself at all. Till three whole weeks were fulfilled. And in the four and twentieth day of the first month, as I was by the side of the great river, which is Hedekel, then I lifted up my eyes and I looked. And behold, he had a vision. A certain man clothed in linen, whose loins were girded with fine gold of Ufaz. His body was like the barrel, and his face like the appearance of lightning, and his eyes as of lamps of fire, and his arms and his feet in color to polished brass, and the voice of his words like the voice of a multitude. Who do you think that was? And I, Daniel, alone saw the vision. For the men that were with me saw not the vision. But a great quaking fell upon them, so they fled to hide themselves. Verse 8, therefore I was left alone and I saw this great vision and there remained no strength in me for my comeliness. Look who. For my, there was no strength in me. For my comeliness was turned in me into corruption. Yet I heard the voice of his words. And when I heard the voice of his words, I was in a deep sleep. Hallelujah. Why was he, his strength taken away? Because his comeliness was turned. You see, his niceness. You get it? The nice things about Pastor Nikopo, when he sees Jesus, eh, his comeliness will be turned into corruption. You see that you are some way. Nikopo, stand up. When Nikopo sees the Lord, he will be afraid of himself right now. Look at how holy he looks. Look at how holy he looks. Look at how good he looks. When he sees the Lord now, his comeliness, that's his beauty, was turned into him in corruption. It was, what he thinks about good about himself will be turned into corruption. That is how you feel. It has happened to me before. One day I was praying in a church called Wake Church. I was praying at the back. I had been fasting for seven days. It was on the last day and I was standing at the back. And suddenly, I don't know who it was, the Lord or whatever, appeared to me on my right hand side. Like a white, very white, just on my side. And it made me turn my head like that. And I will never forget, that's how I come, I knew that it was the Lord. The first feeling that I felt was death. I felt so terrible and evil. And dirty, I felt like toilet, like poo poo. In the presence of, which is the case. That's why I say we don't argue anymore. <laughs> I've experienced this thing before. Isaiah experienced the same thing. Isaiah. Turn with me to Isaiah chapter 6. You know the story, isn't it? 
Thank you, Pastor Nikopo. You see, I'm preaching about humility because I know that without humility, you cannot do anything. Hey, Emmanuel, Pell has run away. <laughs> now look at chapter 5. This was Isaiah earlier in his preaching ministry. He was very powerful in chapter 5. Look at this. You know. <laughs> Verse 20 or verse 11. Woe. Everybody say, Woe, 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 woe. He was condemning people at that time. Woe unto them that rise early in the morning that they may follow strong drink. He was preaching against people, people who drink a lot. You get it? Then verse 18. Woe unto them that draw iniquity. Isaiah chapter 5, verse 18. With cords of vanity and sin. That he was preaching against bad people in the church. Verse 20. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil. That put darkness for light and light for darkness. And that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. There's people who say that a sweet thing, they will taste it and it's bitter. They say, oh, it's sweet. It's sweet. I like it. You don't like it. Tell the truth. And this is a point. You've got to be honest with God. So, Isaiah was against all bad things in the church. Strong pastor. Very, felt very good about himself. 21. Woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes. Verse 22. Woe unto them that are mighty to drink wine and men of strength to mingle strong drink. That is, they are mixing whiskey and beer, gin and others and they know how to mix the drinks. Woe, woe, woe to all of you. Now, in chapter 6. King Uzziah died. And in chapter 6 verse 1 he said, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon the throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. And above it stood the seraphim. And each one had six wings. With twain he covered his face, and with twain he covered his feet, and with twain he fly. And one cried, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the post of the door moved. At the voice of him that cried. Can you imagine if my voice, when I speak, then the whole building shake. When I shout, hey, then the whole building, hoo, 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 hoo. Like that. that is how it was. And the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. Verse 5. One day we'll be preaching and we'll see smoke appearing in the whole house. Verse 5. Then said I, woe, woe to those who are drinking strong drink. You stop it. I've got a problem here. Woe to the drinkers. No way. Woe to those who are mingling the drink. No. Woe to those that pull sin like a cat. No. Woe to those that say bitter is sweet and sweet is bitter. Those that put light for darkness and darkness for light. Woe is who? Woe is me. 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 I, myself and me. Three of us. Woe is me. Why? For I am undone. I am finished. Because I am a man of unclean lips. Hey, this is a prophet who is preaching. Now he feels that his mouth is dirty. Because he has seen the Lord. And my eyes have seen... I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Huh? 
Is this not wonderful? Is this not wonderful? Huh? That's why I say that, you see, we don't, as you grow older as a pastor, you become softer, cooler, more accommodating, relaxed. You see somebody manifest, you say, no, you manifest. Sometimes when I see people backslide, I just said, you, when you finish, you come. We will be, we'll be here. Finish all that you are doing and you come back. We will we'll be waiting for you. I saw a young lady pulling phone arrows. You, when you finish, you are tired and you have finished everything. We will be here. We will finish and come. Because sometimes people want to experiment. Pastor, he really loves me. I've never felt that way before, but I really enjoy the wizards of this. He talked to me and then it's very, I feel very gentle. I like it. Okay. Okay. When he throws you out with your sewing machine and everything outside the door, <laughs> you come back. We'll be waiting for you. We'll be right here. We'll be at the same place as you left us. We'll be waiting for you. Oh, yeah. And I have seen some of the worst sinners turn around and become great pastors. You are some of the pastors here. Pastor Duke was a bad boy, isn't it? Very bad. Very bad boy. But he's preaching now. Pastor Obi was a very bad boy. He's turned around. In fact, when we started our church in London, we knew him and so we only invited him to come and he asked he asked Pastor Richard, how many are you in your church? And we were about 10, isn't it? Or 20. He said, oh, you, you grow. <laughs> you grow a bit. <laughs> you grow, I'll come. <laughs> now he's a general overseer. <laughs> if God were not to accommodate our foolishness, were God to kill us when we do bad things how many think you will not be alive stand up if you think you will not be alive just I want you to stand up if God were to shoot if God was operating by firing squad like the army (laughs) yeah you should have died in 1988 what were you doing that year? You had an accident or what? You were involved in an accident. God saved you. And you were you a Christian in 1988? You just became. Or you were just about to become. You just become. Perhaps it's the mercy of the Lord for you. Why do you want to operate by firing squad? I can't take this. Shoot him down. Take this out. No. God doesn't use firing squad on us. Why do we want to use firing squad on everybody? Any small thing that crack, crack, crack. Crack, crack. You are cocking your gun. Hey! Joseph, you want to use firing squad on me? Because I preach, I didn't preach the way you thought I would preach. Or because I preach, you, you feel that anointing is not as it should be. Or because you came to stay in my house and you didn't see me praying as you thought I would be praying. You didn't hear the shouting you thought you would hear. <laughs> you want to shoot me down? Please don't shoot me down. Please don't react like that way. If we react that way, there will be nobody left in the church. 
None of us will be around if we react that way. How many lies have we told and yet here we are? Who has told a lie before? Please raise I don't want to look at it. I just you just raise your hand and put it down after quickly. <laughs> I want you to raise your hand, but put it down quickly so that I don't see. It's pride that makes us quarrel. Only by pride cometh contention. Only by pride. It's only pride that makes you criticize. You criticize me. You haven't started a church before. You're criticizing me. I've started a church. I've got over 250 churches. In more than 25 countries, you are criticizing me. What, what, What qualifies you to be a commentator? What qualifies you to be a, 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 a critic? You have done nothing for God. Only criticism. Only the pride and the criticism. Again and again. Speaking, 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 speaking. Why? Why? What do you think of yourself? What do you think of... You see, like the guy I spoke to, I witnessed to, and he got angry, shouting at me. What? He felt... He, and when he went home, he told his people i gave it to your bishop oh yeah because his guy comes to our church and gave it to the guy <laughs> today it wasn't easy and so on but in his dying day his tone changed when he started to approach eternity his tone of voice the strong i'm right i, I I'm, I'm sure i give it to you i'll sort you out i'll straighten you i'll kill this i'll kill I'll move. all that tone changed can you call your bishop for me please can he come to me? Can he come and pray for me? As he was dying, he saw evil spirits come. He said, can't you see them? They are coming. I, I wrote it in my book, Backsliding. But this one, the person was telling me like, he said he saw them. They are coming for me. They are coming for me. He called the guy, pay them, give them some money. They are coming for me. This was his dying, this was his, this was his last, some of his last words as he went out of this earth. Brother, cool down and just relax. My friend, just cool down and relax. Let's have the right perspective of what we are and what we are not. And so his strength about he was right. Sir, you don't you don't talk like that. I know, I know what I'm saying. You don't know what you are saying. So just say, I know, I know what is right. I know this. I know you don't. You know what? What do you know? What is wrong with your way of thinking? How we need humility. I want to be great in the kingdom of God. And I want to be like a child. A child doesn't know. If you tell a child that Father Christmas is coming through this window at 7 o'clock today, he will believe it. How come you don't believe anything? Eh, because I've seen this before. Aha, you see. So you are no, not a child. That's why you can't be great in the kingdom of God. That's why you see sometimes young people flow more. Older people, all our faith, our heart is broken. We have had so many experiences. The heart is shattered. It's not what you thought. So the heart is now leaking. All the love leaks out. Hope, love is out. Faith. You don't believe anymore. Let your heart be healed. I've had many experiences. I've prayed for people who died. I prayed for one sister, I remember, sitting on the I was sitting by her on the bed. 
she put her hand on my shoulder on my knee. Uh, she said, Bishop, are you afraid? Bishop, are you afraid? I tell you I was afraid. I said, No, I'm not afraid. I was afraid. I've seen you see, I can I'm a doctor, I've seen people die. You don't need anybody. When you see, you know this person is dying. Easy death. I saw it. Hey. Somebody close. But I've I, I've had some of this experience, but I don't allow it to break my heart so that I can't believe anymore. I can't trust anymore. I can't love anymore. I can't have faith anymore. No. Don't let your experiences take away the ability to love, the ability to believe, the ability to still walk with God. Don't let it break you and make you hardened and proud and cynical and untrusting. I don't trust anybody. I don't trust a woman. I don't trust a man. I don't trust a pastor. I don't trust their cult. I don't trust sex. I don't trust... I don't enjoy such kind of talking. I don't appreciate it. <laughs> Let there be that trusting. The Bible used the word, Jesus said, I came to heal the broken heart. When your heart is broken, all the things that are in the heart come out. Faith is leaking. Some of you are leaking. There's a leakage. Love is leaking. That's why you can't love. You can't love this new guy because all the love, broken heart from the past have broken. So this new guy, you are just doing things as a duty. But not out of love. Some of you can't get into the flow in the church because the old church you had, your heart was broken. And what happened was not what you expected. So, faith is out. So when the pastor preached, you don't he said, you are not the first person. I was in the church the same way they told us just the same thing same thing was told to us <laughs> i've seen this one before i saw one just as you are talking the man was also talking this. it wasn't true <laughs> it wasn't true i've seen it before huh? no heal your heart allow your heart to heal so that you can be happy again so that you can have faith again you've prayed some things it didn't happen Allow your heart to be healed. Amen. Otherwise, you become proud about your bad experiences. There are people who are very proud about their bad experiences. When you tell them, I've seen this before. I spoke to one guy, will you become a Christian? He said, I was the president of the Christian fellowship. I've been a president before. I've seen all these things before. There you go. You are, not, you are proud about stupidity, foolishness. You are proud about your bad experiences which have not allowed them to heal. Everybody has bad experiences. Don't allow your bad experiences to destroy you. To make you proud. I can't receive. I can't hear. I can't listen. I can't flow. I have loved people who have not returned the love. Brother, if I was to go by how people have treated me based on what I have done for them, to them, in their life, I wouldn't relate with you. I'll, I'll, I'll look at you and say, This guy, <laughs> I've seen your type before, the same talking, just like you were talking. I lose, another of the same kind. I lose. <laughs> I had somebody talk just like you. I had somebody, he wrote, he wrote, to, me a, he wrote to me a poem. He said, My father, the title of the poem was My Father. 
You are my father, my father. You do this, you are my father. There's no one God has given to you, my father. This, 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 my father, my father, my father. When this guy was leaving the church, even to say that I'm going, even to say that you've been a blessing to me, now I'm, I don't know what I am to him. I don't, I don't want to think about the things that he's saying. So when somebody writes a letter to me and says, Pastor, I've been disappointed to write to you this day to te- inform you that, in fact, I've not seen anybody in the world as you are to me. I have my own father, but yours is different. You are a father of fathers. And I immediately remember I lose another of the same kind of letter that I've had before. <laughs> but I, I still believe. Oh, I still believe. And I still have some love to love the people. I still have faith. I still believe that there are real things, that there are good things. I have to believe. Otherwise, what is my life? Ah, one guy, he said, he said, I am an insider. I know what goes on in the church. I am an insider. I have been an insider. So, you have to be careful of the check. Don't this, this, and that. So, anybody who will now come around and want to be close, I want to be with you, I want to, or even to be with you when you are even chatting, or even, you will even become afraid. Like, ah. Because tomorrow, you will say, he's an insider. <laughs> an insider is now talking. And then he will give you a proverb. He will say, when a crocodile comes from under the water and he tells you that there is a snake there you have to believe it (laughs) because he's an insider (laughs) I've worked at the highest level of lighthouse I know what is happening there I've heard people talk like that I'm an insider and the crocodile that has come from the under. But I've allowed my heart to be healed. That's why I'm still preaching. I'm preaching with love. I'm preaching with my heart. I'm preaching. I love people. I still love people. I've not become... There are people like that. You go to their church. They've made a special throne for the pastor. So that he's very different. Everybody sees that he's different from everybody else. Because people have come near and by coming near, they become familiar. And then they take some assumptions and then they start to become some way. So he wants to make everything so clear that you are not me and you are not like me and you are not near me at all. And you can never be me. All these are sometimes reactions. And then pride and then hardness of heart. God cannot work with hardened hearts. But I see you being healed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah.